Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Thanks so much for tuning in. And Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. They remind you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, Dante Marcatelli, David Steele, Jeff Turner, and George Galante, we all recap what was a busy weekend in Cleveland during All-Star Weekend. The Magic were well-represented. Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, what their weekend looked like. Also, the 75 greatest that were able to attend the festivities there in Cleveland. We'll recap that. What a powerful weekend seeing those legends in the building in Cleveland. Also, what the final 22 games look like for this Orlando Magic team. Very critical games uh, for these young guys. And will this team start to get healthy here down the stretch? So lots to look at on this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Jalen Suggs of the Orlando Magic. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. This is Cole Anthony. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. And this is the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, Jeff Turner, David Steele here with you. Just 22 games remain on this Magic schedule. They'll be back in action at the time of this recording, which is Thursday. They'll be back in action tomorrow. Close out the final 22 games. And we're all just finishing up our All-Star breaks. And, guys, I don't know about you, but All-Star break for me came at a pretty good time. I feel like we got the batteries charged and, I'm ready to close out these final 22 games, fellas. Yeah, it always seems to arrive just in time, doesn't it? Just when you think, uh, boy, I don't know if I can get through to the end of this. And then it, it, you know, it finally gets there. It is a great break. It seems like it's later, later every year. It gets later and later. Yeah, at some point we'll just take the break after like game 78. Then we'll only have four games left (laughs) to go for the regular season. But I'm a little jealous, Dante. I'm a little jealous of these guys. I'm looking at, you know, my background is my normal. I'm in my house. And Dante, you're in your house. And you and I went nowhere. David is in the middle of the woods. And JT looks like I'm pretty sure he's somewhere near the coast. I see a nice bright blue sky. I would. Mm -hmm. I'm very jealous right See now. See if I can get some more of that blue sky in there for you. <laughs> oh, jealous. Nice. Really jealous. Nice. Uh, That's cool. Where do you guys go? Make, listen, I'm in Florida still, so I can get back. I'm a little bit worried about my partner down there with the uh, oh, in his I, rocking no. chair. With, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can put I can put that uh, that that truck on uh, cruise control. It knows how to get home. Believe me, JT. Okay. It's, been, uh, it's taken this that. route many many times. So JT, I'll be I back. Think, I think David asked if he could just do the last twenty two games from the cabin remotely. I, I believe that <laughs> yeah. was a request put in. Oh, that's pretty well, nice, pretty up, nice there. up Pretty nice up here. That's Pretty a good nice. spot. Did you guys get a, do you get reception at the cabin, David? Did you get to watch the uh, all-star uh, No, there's no, there's no phones, TV or anything up here. So uh, <laughs> it's a total wipeout. No, of course, of course not, Dave. No, we have, you know. We were is, texting was, and all no, that. I'm not walking around barefooted with, uh, you know, corn cob pipes. It's not that rural. Uh, yeah, we have TV up here. Well, I'm seeing the deer hanging behind you that you shot and killed the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was, I was able to watch. I was able to watch a lot. It was very entertaining. I, what did you guys think? I thought the rising stars, I had a feeling yeah. it would be, it would be interesting. And uh, it wasn't very interesting until, you know, the last couple of, of possessions, but boy, when that, when the score in these target games gets up close to the target, you got some pretty good basketball, some great competition in, in all of these games. I'm starting to be a fan of the Elam ending. I, I kind of, 
Ooh, it, okay. it really makes it kind of interesting, doesn't it? I think it's just something that um, it'll be interesting to see where Adam Silver and the uh, the owners committees take this. Um, you know, what maybe it's in the in season tournament. I don't know if you know if that comes about. Maybe they experiment with it, but it does make it compelling, doesn't it? It just um, you know, it's not uh, you know playing the clock out. It's you know, there's a it's kind of you know what it reminds me of is kind of like when when we were kids and you know you're you're playing, we're going to play to play to 10, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. a 11. score. I mean, that's, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty cool. I like Joel Glass has been calling this for, he's been calling oh, it for years, right? Absolutely. He, he, he wants yes. us to play to a hundred and then, you know, he looks at his watch. He's like, yeah, see, it's eight forty-five. We'd be home by now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your score is a hundred. Would a hundred be the number? hundred and ten? No, I, I, you can't. What's your number I don't have think, to be? Yeah. I don't think you can do a hundred in, in today's NBA. I think it has to be a little more. If you, if you were ever to do that, I think, I mean, what do you guys think? I think 110 is a pretty good, would be a pretty good target number to, if you're going to well, do what that about, what games. about, you know, you could, you could think of all kinds of scenarios. You could, you could not do it for every game, but if a game was like, uh, say, I don't know, five minutes left and it's a 15 point game or 10 point game or something, could you put a target score to finish mm-hmm. the game off? Just, you know, and, and see if a team rallies. And if not, then, you know, then the game is over. Or what about overtime? What about every overtime game? Ooh, is, yeah, um, there you go. is a target score. That's the good. game's tied, and then then you you know you put X number of points on the board, and the first team to get there in overtime wins the game because you have some pretty uncompelling overtime finishes. I think that might add to it. That, that's a possibility. What about uh, all the games in April this year? <laughs> just try it out. Just, <laughs> just give it a just, just give it a shot. Just give it a little yeah. teaser. You know, it's like anything, though. You know, you start thinking about that. So you said 100, 110. Now do you start affecting the record books, though, right? Like, well, right, you'd have, you, you're going to have less, you know, players exploding for 50 points. You know, do you, do you right. limit Steph Curry's ability to get, you know, 15 threes in a game or whatever, you know what I mean, whatever that might be or something like that? I mean, I don't, you know. It's just there are yeah. all kinds there of ramifications be, for doing those yeah. things. Yeah, but. traditionalists. There would be traditionalists who would yeah. uh, not want to see any of this happen for sure. Well, it was fun seeing Franz. You know, Franz hits the free throw that sinks the the championship right for for Team Barry, and they win the Rising Stars Challenge. That was cool. You had Cole Anthony. He he played well. He had some highlight real plays. Caught a lob from uh, Jalen Suggs off the backboard. Sixteen points for Suggs. In that game, you have the slam dunk contest, which we don't have to get into. We can, but we don't have to. Was, <laughs> no, I don't uh, think we was, should. I, I yeah, it was kind of a hard watch. Like that but, didn't I, exist. But, but Orlando was well represented uh, in Cleveland. And, George, we've had a practice now or two under our belt. Is there? How do those guys feel? How did they look? What was the feeling from those guys now coming back from Cleveland? I, it tends to, tends to change guys a little bit, I think, in a good way, which Jeff and David have alluded to before the All-Star break, rubbing elbows. With some of the greats, I, I got to think did wonders for them. Well, I mean, those guys, the three guys that went, Jalen and Cole and Franz, I mean, they, they get a taste of what it looks like now and they want to go back, you know, and they want to be a part of not only do they want to be a part of Friday night and Saturday night, but it makes them strive to see they, they want to get to Sunday. You know, the goal yeah. of everybody that goes to All-Star Weekend and, and we've had guys that have done that before, you know, that have done just the, the slam dunk contest or the three point shootout and they even, you know, they say, they're like, listen, it's nice to be here on Saturday, but I want to be here on Sunday. And those are the best of the best. And so that does give them a glimpse of what the elite 
echelon of the league is and where they have to work to go to. And so I, I think it, it's nothing but good things for those three young guys to give them a target of, Hey, listen, like this is where you want to go. This is where you want to be. You want to be there on Sunday of all-star weekend. And then for everybody else, it's like you said, I think they take it just the way we did, but you, you need a break. You need that five, six days where mm-hmm. you're not going to practice and you're not doing anything. You're not going to the gym. Now, knowing our guys, they probably were in a gym somewhere at some point. Well, hopefully they were in a gym somewhere at some point, uh, not laying down like I was for six days, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it refreshes their minds too. Like they, they now go into a practice last night and, you know, we practiced at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is, which is late for a practice, but right. it gives time, uh, time for everybody to get back in from wherever they are all across you know, the country and the world and, and they're ready to go. They're ready to, they're ready to get to these last 22 and, and see where we can improve. Did you guys, uh, how powerful was the top 75 trotting out those got right? 89 year old Bob Pettit there. I mean, just seeing all the greats that paved the way an emotional shack and emotional Barkley, like how caught up they were. I, I don't know, George, I don't know if those guys stayed through Sunday or if those guys got there earlier and got to rub elbows with any of those top 75, but having all those guys there being announced like that was powerful, man. That was, that was awesome. I thought. It was cool. It was, it was fun to watch them interact too. You know, I mean, uh, not, not just that they were there, but, but that they seemed to thoroughly enjoy each other's company. And, you know, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall or just been hanging around there to hear some of the conversations between some of those legends, you know, yeah, and uh, I, I thought it was really cool too to see all those. It's hard to understand why some would not have shown up. You know, I don't know any background on any of you know why, right. why not all seventy-five who could be there were not there. I, I don't understand that, but uh, boy, it was really special for those that did show up. That's for sure. Oh, trust me, there was a lot of talking behind the scenes and everything about back in my day. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know exactly what happened. That's right. Uh, a lot of back well, in my game, you know, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had, you know, 73s. We would have been, you know, competing, playing a little bit. That, that Adetokumbo guy, that's how you play and stuff like that. There's a lot of that going on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the, uh, I liked a lot of the social media clips, David, like you said, where you're watching them interact or you're watching somebody run into somebody maybe that they haven't seen or that they've never interacted with before. I thought, I, I felt the same way as you guys. I, I would have liked to just, sat in the room and just watched like I, I would have just loved to have seen those guys talk to each other and interact that was that part of it was was very cool for me yeah it was How about the that coaches was... you know you watch Rick Barry I was it was yeah. it was kind of fun to watch the coaches of the rising stars Rick Barry started out you know he, he had no emotion he was just kind of sitting there you know and just kind of taking it in but then by the end he was he was up talking to young guys and, uh, you know, giving them advice. It was, you know, he, it was interesting to watch him in particular, who was, he was really cool in the beginning. And then he rose, you know, kind of in, into the situation and seemed totally engaged by the time that whole thing was over. Uh, I, I would like to have heard what he said to the young players. You're probably right, Jeff. It's probably something, you know, old school related, but right. uh, you know, he had, he had a lot of words of advice for some of those oh, yeah? guys. I don't know if you noticed that he was, he was yeah, by right the end, he was up he was right in the face of a couple of those young guys well that's some good that's yeah some it's good amazing stuff. listen it doesn't matter how old you get once it starts to get competitive it all comes yes. back and right and mm-hmm. uh 
You know, I thought like it was funny watching like uh, in a game, uh, the James Worthy, Isaiah Thomas, that first one with Jalen and, uh, and Cole. Uh, I thought, you know, both those guys were kind of cool and everything like yeah. that. Uh, down towards the end, got <laughs> a little bit more competitive, didn't it? Yeah, yeah so Worthy is sure talking trash to the officials, <laughs> and, you know, to Isaiah. So that's you're right, David. That is kind of fun to watch. They're they're competitors, you know. I wonder if Franz yeah. got to meet his idol Dirk Nowitzki. Did that happen, George, over the weekend? No, no, I, I wasn't there. I was home, so I, I haven't really talked to him about who he saw and who he met. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wonder. I would like to think that it did happen, but. Yeah. I also I also thought it would have happened by now, just sure. you know, with sure. uh, various connections that all these guys have. I would have thought, you know, so I don't know. I'll have to ask him when I see him. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see because I don't know when he left, when Dirk got there. But it's possible that he finally got to meet his hero, and a lot of those guys might have had. The and it's possible he didn't. It's possible <laughs> I mean, he didn't. Sure. There's so much going yeah, on. I mean, these guys are getting pulled in thirty different directions. It's for the yeah. for the people that do go for the weekend. Like it's not relaxing at all. It is sure, uh, right. chaotic. Right. It is that is why I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, it just the guys get pulled in every direction, and they're you know they're trying to commit to sponsors and the league and their agents, and it's 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 quite a fast and furious seventy two hours for some of those guys. Oh, it certainly is. David, you've done Is This Anything's on our, our road schedule to start the season. We've now got 22 games left and six and what, what 15 of them you have at home and you have seven on the road. That is hard to believe. We actually got a six game homestand in the middle of March. We're going to be here. We've had a historic road schedule that you've dug up. We've actually got some home games here now, these final 22. This could be fun. And hopefully you start getting some guys back here at some point, too. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this plays out for the last 22 games because, um, as you point out, Dante, we haven't been very good at home either. You know, we've got just no. five wins at home. And, uh, you know, you look at the home and road stats of, of some of our guys, and uh, we have three or four that have actually shot the ball, played maybe a little bit better on the road than they have at home. So maybe that's a function of young players who haven't been able to get any continuity with a homestand. You know, we, we really haven't had – we've had, I think, one four or five-game homestand. But we've been in and out so much and on the road so much, maybe some of these young guys can kind of, you know, get their feet under them and, and start ripping it uh, through some of these yeah. home games and down the stretch. So I, I would look for that to happen with these, some of these young players. Now they've had a little break. Um, these three guys have had a taste of greatness at All-Star Weekend. So we could have some, some real exciting games down the stretch. We got some yeah, great opponents coming in too. Great opponents. Yes, we so do. you look at the schedule. Yes, we do. Yeah. You know, we got three, I think it's three Tuesday nights in a row in March. I believe it's um it's it's Golden State, Phoenix, and Brooklyn. I think in consecutive Tuesdays. Golden State, Phoenix, and Brooklyn. I don't know if it's yeah, in that order it's, or not. It's Phoenix, it's Phoenix on the eighth of March, and then Brooklyn on the fifteenth, and Golden State on the twenty second. Well, guys, how about this back-to-back, right? You have Philly on the 13th, right? That could be James Harden, possibly. And then the next game is Brooklyn. That could be Ben Simmons. I mean, that could be your back-to-back games. And, I, you know, we don't know if those guys will be back, but Harden should be playing. But but Ben Simmons now they're saying I think Ben Simmons will I think he'll uh, you know miraculously recover by the 15th. I think he'll be, <laughs> I would, I think he'll be I ready to go. So. I think he'll I be think ready to play. play. I think that's a you good know what's guys those guys. Is is we you know the, we've kind of seen this a little bit before is when the Magic you know when we've had a little bit of a homestand we had that five game homestand we get a little practice guys are able yeah. to get in the gym and you see the team begin to make some uh, 
make some improvements, play a little bit better. And so I think over this last stretch, you'll see that. But to you guys, what you're just talking about, our opponents, you know, the last, after the All-Star break, the focus on, uh, you know, where your playoff standing is, where your seeding becomes more important for the playoffs, who's your opponent going to be, where are you trying to get to and everything. And you look with the play-in now, um, you know, especially in the East, um, with everybody being in, I think I think we're going to see our opponents really improve as well uh, as we go down the stretch. So, I, you know, could be some really good basketball down, you know, as yeah. we as we close out the season, which uh, I'm looking forward to. It should be fun. Yeah. So you could play a lot better, which I, yeah. I think is going to happen, but you might not see a lot of wins because right. of what you're talking about. You good notice point. Adam Silver pointed out one consequence of the play-in tournament that made me, we all, none, none of us really thought it would be that significant was that uh, trying to hold on to, to the top six. So now, you, right. you know, you've got two levels of competitiveness, right? You got the teams that are, you know, maybe um, 11, 12, trying to get the 10 just to get a shot. And then you've got, you know, five, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there are a lot of, like you said, Jeff, there are a lot of teams that are going to be really competing hard that in past years before the play in tournament might've just been mailing it in. So you're right. It's the competition level is going to be, is going to be fierce down the stretch. You know what I wonder, Jeff, where does the mind go? You were on that inaugural team, right? 18 and 64. And this team is 13 and 47. Thanks I really for the reminder, Dante. Thank yeah, you. I just Appreciate wanted to, that. yeah, I just, I just wanted to make sure you remembered. Yeah. Remember that, it's probably it's, been a couple humble, days yeah. since just you thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I bring it up see. about once every two weeks just to keep him humble, Dante, so <laughs> right. that's okay. Yeah, got to do well, that. JT doesn't need that. JT's humble anyway. But I, yeah, I wonder right. where the – you had veteran guys who had been in playoff situations before. I wonder where the mind goes these last 20 games, right? You could There could yeah. certainly be the danger of let's get this thing over with. Yeah, these young guys, to Jamal's <laughs> credit, haven't been that way. But I would think the mind could go there. What are we playing for, right? The last two months, right? Yeah, no, it's that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, it's uh, you get to a point where you know, you remember we used to have those little pocket schedules and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You start ripping off the keys <laughs> down to like the little thing with April, and you see how yes. many games are left, and uh, you know that's I miss you know, it, it, yeah, it, it can happen. I, I miss those too. <laughs> I just make my own. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, the, I think that the thing is, is what, what's great about this group that we have, because they're so young, because the coaching staff so positive and they're, you know, they're building for something, you know, even, even those times, you know, when you're, you're kind of counting down the end of the season, it's still opportunity, right? You know, whether you know, you're still playing for something in, in that you're playing for your place in the NBA uh, as an individual. Um, everybody, especially now, my gosh, you know, how many, George, how many uh, NBA scouts do we have at games, you know, that are player personnel that are just watching players, you know, making, already making plans for summer league and, you know, next season free agent camp and things like that. So you can't just mail it in. I mean, you're still playing, but, you know, again, to your point, Dante, when you're not really playing for anything, it does you know, have you looking forward to the off season sure. and kind of planning a little bit. 
No, and I, I don't think, think they'll mail it in. I just think it's another no. hurdle, isn't it? It's another. It is thing to try mentally. To it's yeah. it's something you got to get over. But I, you know, I, I, and you guys know. I mean, we're all so impressed with Jamal Mosley and his staff. Yeah. And I just can't see him letting these guys think farther than game to game, and whether or not you know what kind of improvement individually and as a team we can make. Because remember, we're building this thing for you know, future years and everything. And every game, every practice is a part of that building. So, um, you know, individually, yeah, your mind can go that way. You know, I joke about it with the, you know, the schedule, but, you know, as a team and, you know, looking as your basketball future, you know, you gotta, you can't let that, you can't let that come into the equation. But these guys are also, you know, I witnessed for those, their... uh, those early. Go ahead, George. I was going to say, don't you think these guys are also still playing too for their spot on this team in the future as well? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You, you still have these, uh, you know, we're going to have a pretty convoluted backcourt again, you know, once we, you know, we hopefully see Markel Fultz here, you know, soon before the season ends. And, and that adds another layer to things where, you know, you have the young guys like Cole and RJ and where do we fit and where, where, where are we going to play? And, you know, where's this going to fit in the future? So it's not only just the standing in the league, like it's the standing on our own team moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to point out that those early magic teams that won 18 and 21 games, those first three years, and one team that won 31 in, in, the, in between those two seasons. But those were veteran teams. You know, those were teams that the roster was filled with guys who were plucked off of other NBA yeah. teams' rosters. So, you know, there, you, there wasn't a lot of player development going on back then. You had Nick Anderson and, you know, Dennis Scott uh, in year right. number two. But, but you know, this is – I don't think you can really compare the two situations – and the game is, is so much different. But And you, you point out, Jeff, you've got a young, enthusiastic coach, Jamal sure. Mosley, that's going to keep the pressure on these guys to improve. And you've got all the development aspects for all of these guys individually. So, you know, I think there are different levels of uh, different categories, I guess I should say, of teams that, are, that have very few wins going down the stretch. If you have a young team that's developing young talent with an enthusiastic young coach, I think it looks a lot different than a veteran team that's just kind of playing out the season. Yep, totally agree. No, much different agenda for this young team, for sure. Yeah. And so the, wanted, the, the, key to what, the key to what David just says was those early teams, we were just a bunch of cast-offs, you know, that nobody <laughs> really wanted. And so, you know, that's that's, I, that's what I got. Turn up a little bit more. That's, <laughs> that, you know, the nature of expansion, JT. The na- but then yeah. you were able to hang on there and be a part of something very special. Right. That's right. right? There you go. There you go. Yeah, but it's nice interesting, spin, David. Way to, way to recover. They were way to recover. <laughs> way to recover. But then you went to the ABA finals, JT Money. That's what David. That's right. Said. That's exactly. Yeah, that's right. I, you know what? I, I, I had this thing. <laughs> you Gary ain't much, Harris, but you're all we got. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. I had for sure they'd be traded on draft night, right? They weren't. For sure they wouldn't come to training camp. They did. For sure they won't be here past this past trade deadline. They are. Now I'm wondering, guys, is there a chance that they just want to be a part of this thing? Is, is there a chance that you know, I, I've completely misread that whole situation? You just look at where they are in their NBA careers and you assume they want to latch on to a contender. And all. Terrence Ross has a family. He's here. They're very comfortable here in Orlando. They just built a house. Um, and, and again, we don't know what the future holds. Maybe these guys move on down the road. But is there a is we don't know if, if Gary Harris will be bought out or not. I mean, is there a chance that these guys – 
enjoy this and, and maybe wouldn't mind being a part of this thing moving forward. I think it's possible. I, you know, I don't know. We don't, none of us have, you know, we, we can't get inside their heads, but uh, I think you make a great point about Terrence in particular with, you know, his family uh, in schools, uh, young children. He's been there for what, six years. This is his sixth year. I think he was, you know, he came mid season yeah. one year, but I believe it's almost six years now that he's, you know, you can put down some, as, as we all know, some pretty serious roots in, in six years. So uh, I, I would think it would be, you know, that 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 is a more likely scenario that, you know, maybe T. Ross would like to be a part of it. And, and who knows, maybe Gary sees what's going on and uh, can see that he could be a part of something special in, in a short period of time. He might want to might want to hang around, too. What I do like is that, you know, they both have been professional about the way they've approached yeah. it. And uh, I think that's been very important, very significant factor for the team. But that that's what I was going to say. These guys have been pros from the minute they got, I mean, from the minute Terrence got here years ago and from the minute Gary got here last year, they've been pros. They've been doing everything yeah. that they, you know, the coaching staffs, you know, both last year and this year have asked of them. Um, and they continue to do that. They continue to do that now. So uh, those are two good guys to have in the locker room, you know, with, with such a young group that we have for sure. You know, I coach yeah, my remember- daughter's basketball teams in Terrence Ross, has his son playing in that league. My daughter played against uh, his son this past, this past week. And in fact, Terrence's, Terrence's kid hit a three at the buzzer. He's nice. He just <laughs> nailed a three. That was awesome. But fans are going up to him, calling him torch. You know, I, I just, I, wonder, I, I don't, I don't think you, I don't, I don't know. It, we assume it's all about winning and contending and all that. He could very well be happy. I could be, I could be misreading. Well, listen, you know what? Too, but it was another I'm layer that I hadn't really thought of. But it also goes both ways. Like, it, you know, we don't know what our plans are either for the of future. Course, so, like, they'll, they'll, you know, you can want to stay all you want and maybe you don't. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, uh, you know, it, it, sure, it sure. does definitely swing both sides. So we just don't we you know, we would like to think maybe we have an idea of what's going to happen, but we really honestly don't. So. Sure. And I think you look at, you know, like, you know, Terrence, what well, Terrence just turned 31, right? Like, so right, he's right. at that, you know, that age where you start thinking about, you know, well, I'm raising my family and things like that. You're still mm-hmm. competitive. You still want to win. You want that opportunity. Um, you, you know, but you look at this, you know, this crew that we've got and the coaching staff and, you know, you can see it, you know, you can see um, an upward trend here and you know it's not a bad place to be as far as Gary Gary's been through this right like with Denver like when he was drafted you know he was part of a rebuild in Denver to where they are now so I think you know from Gary's standpoint he's 27 you know he's recently been through this and he sees you know how quickly it can happen um so you know I I wouldn't be surprised from both of them if you know they they'd like to stick around, but you know, to George's point, you know, sometimes oh, sure. as a player, you really, you don't have the final say. So uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But from the I other side, thought, Jeff, how important is it to have a couple of, you know, when yeah. you're, when you're building with young guys, how, how valuable are those guys to be in the locker room, the veterans with the young players? Yeah. I, I mean, we're seeing it, right. I think, you know, the, both of those guys, you know, from all indication the coaching staff has talked about them being around, Robin Lopez, another guy, you know, that mm-hmm. um, is in the ear of these guys and kind of, you know, teaching them the ropes and stuff. And so I think that's I do think that it's important to have veterans. And in the case of Terrence and Gary, 
you know, the, the great thing is, is I think you need veteran guys that are, that are, are contributing, right. They're, they're on the floor. They can yeah, still right. get it done every night. You know, both those guys, you know, Garen Terrence, they're, you know, 25 to 30 minute a night guys, they're major contributors. Um, you know, and then Robin, you can throw in and he can play 35 or he cannot play. Uh, right. Right. But he, but they, but that's how you maintain that respect in the locker room, right. That you're still a part of it. Um, and so I think that's, you know, that's a big key, you know, just bringing in, we've seen in the past, you bring in guys at the end of their career that are veteran guys. It's hard to lead in the locker room if you can't be on the court and lead by example as part of it. And, you know, certainly Gary, uh, you know, Terrence and Robin do that. So that's, you know, I think that's important. All right, last thing, guys, and then we'll close it out because David's got to get in the car and drive back here. We need him tomorrow. We got a big yes, game. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got a big game. So we don't want to, we don't want to well, delay we, it. That, well, wait a minute, Dodge. I, now we know, though, if I, if I don't make it back, we're in great hands because you'll well, just know about slide that. right in there and just well, we'll, be in, we'll be in hands. We'll, we'll be in <laughs> hands. <laughs> we'll be in hands. Nothing, nothing can replace the Florida Sportscaster of the Year. That's right. Yes. Congratulations, David. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up. Another plaque for the closet. Another plaque. Oh, hold on, real quick. I asked David because I was working on something and I wanted to get my facts straight. And his text back to me was, "Hang on, I gotta go dig through the closet." (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, I just want to say this. I just want to. It's the second time he's won it. Two thousand nine. That's when you went to the finals, right? Every game is you're into every game, right? You're winning fifty nine games. You're having a great playoff run. When you've got thirteen wins. And you still get sportscaster of the year. To me, that's that's pretty impressive. This one to should count have, twice. Right. <laughs> to still have to still have your A game through a difficult, challenging season. I think that's pretty impressive. That's well. It is two extremes. It, it is ironic that you know the two times were, you know, one of the best seasons in team history. And <laughs> and then this year with um, 13 wins at the all-star break. Or is it 13? 13. Yeah, 13. Yep. Oh well. And 47. <laughs> so, David, let me ask you, David, are you going to have time before you get in the truck to you know, that, that sign you put up at the end of the uh, at the driveway there at the cabin it says, uh, welcome, Florida sportscaster of the year, David Steele. Make sure you, I'll probably leave. Sure you, I'll probably leave that. Leave it up. The okay. All right. okay. He's just going to move it to the border. He's just going to move I'm it sure over it, to the border. I'm sure it was hard to, to, to put up in the middle of the night so no one saw you, you know, with your flashlight. Well, it was raining. It was raining. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah that's oh, a sleep, little chilly. Sleet and snow. Yeah, it was chilly. Oh, yeah. It was tough, but we got it. I'm, we surprised, got it I'm surprised the highway patrol let you put the one right on the interstate there, right? That yeah. was nice. That's a billboard. And I-26. Yeah. And I-26, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to do. It was pretty creative. I said, congrats to me, and then crossed out David. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. That's great. But last thing, let's go around and give me one or two guys that you th- – I, I think the last 22 games are obviously critical for everybody. We don't know the status of Isaac and Markell. If they come back, to me, that's the obvious answer. It's probably most, most important for those two. But keeping them out of it because we don't know the status. One or two guys that these last 22 games are most important. And, and I think – to me, it's RJ and Chuma, right? I'll throw that out there. To me, you got can RJ have a situation like Jalen Suggs did, where he's been watching for six weeks, working with the assistants. Can he have kind of an epiphany that Jalen had, George, like he kind of told us, and JT and and all that, and David, like it got, you know, can he 
could it be a similar thing where he learned the nuances of the game and we see a different RJ for the final 22 games? And Chuma has been talking for the last month after all-star break, after all-star break, after all-star break. I think he's got something in his mind where it triggers. He's going to have an opportunity for this thing to, to kind of kick in. So I, I, to me, those two guys, it's very important. These last 22 games. I'd be curious what you guys think. Well, I think that that's, those are two good names. I mean, you could, I think you could make an argument for, for all of the young guys in particular, you know, Mo Bamba, you know, he's uh, he's at the end of his contract. He's got uh, the team has big decision to make about him. Um, he's got, you know, big decisions to make about his future. Um, how does he compete the last 22 games? So, you know, I'll be keeping an eye on that. And, uh, and, and then Cole Anthony started the year, you know, so strong right. At, right. at the point guard position. And um, then he had a little bit of a slump when he came back from injury. And I think he's picked it up again uh, leading into the all-star break. So, you know, you could make a case for all of these guys, JT, that, you know, they, they, have, they have a lot to work on. They still have a lot to prove um, going down the stretch of this season. Yeah, I, I, I agree. My, when Dante asked the question, I thought my first thought was Mobamba. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, because it, it has been, um, we've seen flashes of like, wow, you know, this is what it can be. And then, you know, there are times when it's just hadn't worked for him, whether it's foul trouble or injuries or, or whatever it is. Um, but I guess, you know, like I, you know, as I, as I look at our foundation and our, you know, our core group of guys, I'm really interested to see, I just want to see the the effects of being in Cleveland this weekend on our three three guys, Franz okay. and yeah. Jalen and Cole, and I, and I really want to see what kind of what what they come back with, right? Are they energized? Are they, um, you know, where does it go from here? Like for me, like the one thing from Jalen's standpoint is I, I just want him to like, you know, like come away and say, you know what, I, I thought I belonged. But now I know, right? Like I, I am an elite, I can be an elite player in this league and I've got 22 games to show. Um, I love that. You know, show that I, this is, you know, that, that I can be the guy. And, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, those are the kind of things I want to see how they react from that and everything. I, and, but to your point, it's going to be interesting, George, um, as you kind of pointed out, we're integrating more guys back in, you know, like, so RJ is going to come back. Now we've got another guard with Markel coming back and, you know, just kind of seeing the puzzle pieces and how Jamal and his staff put it all together and how they react to one another. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I, I, I agree with all those. And I, like you said, you can pick almost anybody on the roster. I, my first thought initially was, was Jalen still and Franz just to see, how we finish the season, how strong that, you know, like Franz has been very consistent for the majority of the season. Can he, can he go through the last 22 games? First of all, can he play all 82? Can he, can he make it to the end and play all 82? Knock on wood. Uh, Do you feel George real, real quick. Do you feel that's important to him? Has he brought that up? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he has a little bit of a, not to say that all the guys don't want to play every game, but I think he has a different mentality when it comes to, pushing through some little injuries and, and yeah. wanting to stay on the floor. I think he, he takes a little bit of uh, pride in the fact that you can look at, you know, he's one of only, I think it's six or seven guys in the league right now that have played and started all, all, you know, all five, of the teams, right. It's, it, it's a low now, number. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get that fact before, uh, before too long, but, you know, I think it's important for him to be on the floor and continue, you know, that push to, 
making the all rookie first team. I don't, I don't know if he can get to the rookie of the year. I, I think there's, you know, one or two guys, you know, that have really kind of separated themselves a little bit, especially too, with the way that Cleveland is playing, you know, yeah. it may be hard to pull that thing away from Evan Mobley. Um, but I mean, for him, he, he should be on the all rookie first team. And I think that's a goal for him and a good individual goal for him to, to try to reach at the end of the year. I'd you know, hopefully Jalen Suggs can continue his play after his injury to go in an upward trajectory. And like JT said, like, so he, he sees where things are going. He sees the game slowing down. Um, but another one to me that really, he, he kind of goes underlooked a lot is Wendell Carter Jr. I, I yeah. think that he has really been really, really solid the last 20 or so games to where he is a consistent double, double, um, energy on both sides of the floor, somebody that you can count on to, to, to be on the floor and to, and to lead down low. Um, I think he's a pretty big piece for us going forward and, and to see where he can solidify himself in this group over the last 22 and then going into next season where we build around Wendell. The only reason I didn't mention him was because I just don't want to always say window, window, window. <laughs> but I'm with you, George. We, yeah, we could do, yeah. we could do well, another. We could do another half hour on Wendell. I think all of us. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. I just think he's, he's, he's been. He's our guy. He's been very yeah. steady and shown improvement. And like, like the three's not going down for him the way it was in the very, very beginning of the year. But you knew it wasn't going to stay at that clip, yeah, sure. but he's still taking those shots. He's still being aggressive. And I, I just got to tell him we're playing the bulls every night. We're playing the bulls every <laughs> night where he's, he's good to go. Well, guys, 15 or 14 points, 10 rebounds, 50% from the floor. Your company is Giannis, Jokic, Sabonis, Adebayo, Valanchunas, Aiton, Jared Allen, Rudy Gobert. We don't think of them in that category. Maybe. Yet, those are all stars. Thank you. Right. I mean, is he yeah. he's on that trajectory? I think that's right. the beauty of what you just said. He's in that. Yeah. He's, that's and all company. and all with nobody talking about him. I mean, really, because right. when we look right. at our team, it's always like Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz. Like we, yep. nobody is talking about when he's 22 and I, years and old, he's 22 years old. Yeah. I just think the sky is the limit for for Wendell. We just not figure out the goggle thing. I guess we just can't figure that out. Nah, we need the, new the size. goggles. I, I'm I, Horace Grant's never snapped in half, and Bo Outlaws, <laughs> see, Bo Outlaws seem to always stay on his face. Like I, I, we got, we got to figure out the goggle thing for sure. I don't know. Not, very, my, not very good. My at goggles. research says they've got like 15 pairs of those goggles, so I think we've got them for a Doesn't while. Doesn't matter. We're all set. That's a good thing. Just Doesn't matter. Be nice to keep them on. Well, David, yeah. safe travels and enjoy Bucky's. Are you a Bucky's guy where you get just some? Oh, yeah. Stop through there. Yeah. No, okay. I just got to get out of here before the Canadian geese start swooping in. <laughs> you know, they they migrate in here and they they come right over the top of this darn thing. And you got to get out of here before they start uh, messing things up. Well, get out of here. You don't want too many geese over that sign. You know what will happen. So grab that sign and get on back. <laughs> All right. All see right, you guys. guys. Take care. Safe travels. We'll see you All tomorrow. Right. That'll do it for Magic Pod Squad. We'll see you next week.